On the Grindhouse Girls podcast, we discuss all things spoopy, scary, and strange. Some content may be disturbing or graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Sidetracks, the unscripted and unruly series where we share with you what we've been watching and whether it's worth your time. This is the Grindhouse Girls Podcast. That it is. I'm Katie. And hi, I am Brittany. And we are here for another episodes of episodes. Another episode episodes. of Sidetracks number Yay. 19. Woo. Woo! On this week of May. Well, it's May 16th when we're recording, but this yeah. will come out a week from now. Yeah. So whatever seven plus six is, 13, so May 23rd. I'm just like, yeah, that sounds right. That sounds Math right. was never my subject. We'll, we'll say. We'll say that's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, in my head, I'm like doing like the, like, it's like all my fingers I'm counting. I'm like, okay, 17, 18, 19. 20. I do that. Yeah, that sounds right. Then yeah. Our 24th was next Wednesday, right? Yeah. 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 So. So then that would make I'm sense. Like, oh, yeah. wait. So the 24th is when it comes out because we've been recording yes. on Tuesdays. So. There we go. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's been crazy. I know Ryan. Yeah. Hey, Ryan, if you're listening, um, our editor was messaged us today. was like, Hey, uh, there's not an episode for you to upload the audio. And I was like, Yep, that's, that was me. Oops. Uh, yep. It was one of the things like I looked at it on the website the day before and was like, I gotta do that. And then I did not do that because I had other stuff come up and then like, I was like, oh shit. Oh, oops. So rest assured there will be an episode tomorrow after we Yay. record. Um, what have you been up to, Brett? What? Uh, so you already know this, Katie, but oh, yeah. I'll tell our friends out there. Um, so I follow like pretty much every rescue and humane society within like a two hour radius of where we live. Yep. And there was a show, there was a rescue page and they had posted some puppies like Friday and they're just like, if anyone can step up and foster these puppies, that would be great. And I saw them. I was like, Oh, they're so cute. And they had mange. And I just knew they were going to get like fosters because I'm like, well, you know, I know like mange isn't like super serious, super serious. You just got to be careful. And then that following Monday, they're just like, Hey, if no one can step up and foster these puppies, they're going to be euthanized. And I was like, and I called Taylor immediately. I was like, can I submit an application? Taylor's like, yes, just do it. Just do it. And so we did it. And sure enough, we, I was texting a foster like 30 minutes, another foster through the same rescue 30 minutes later. And um, yeah. we went and picked up two puppies that night. Yes. So, um, 
In pajamas. In pajamas, yeah. So they have sarcopic mange, which is the most contagious mange. But the good news is, is that mange is just really itchy more than anything. Like, it can mm-hmm. get very, very serious if it's not treated. But if it's treated, it becomes manageable pretty quick. And so our girls, uh, we've been bathing them every night. And then you have to rub a little lotion on their skin so they don't itch it. <laughs> or else and they get the hose little- again. Yeah, or else they get the hose again, right? <laughs> well, you know, with them, they're like in the bathtub and they're just like shaking because they're just like, oh my God, why do you do this to me? Oh, that's every what night? Gizmo does because he doesn't have a lot of fur to begin with. So whenever he gets wet, he's just like, ah, I hate it. They look like little wet rats. And it's like, I'm sorry. But um, yeah, Katie's right. You have to put little jammies on them. That's that cute. helps them. That helps their skin too. It's um, cute. They get a pill every day. And then they also get cod oil because they have rickets. And so rickets <gasps> is like, yeah, it's That's their little the saddest legs. part. <laughs> yeah, it's their little legs are bowed. And uh, when they get really, like, tired, they start to kind of walk on the side of their feet. And it's a lack of vitamin D. So the two things you do to heal that is sunshine and cod oil. And um, it's I'm already seeing an improvement just between those two things. Oh, good. So I think, yeah, so, but we're calling them Natalie and Lottie. Uh, for right now, because of course we couldn't just do puppy A and puppy B; they had to have names. Yeah. But now being me, I'm like they have they have to have middle names. So, yeah, what are their have, middle names? Uh, so we have Natalie Claire oh, and okay. Lottie Rue. So, okay. Yep. And Natalie Claire, I call her my little Claire. So. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, and they're Lottie cute. Is lot, lot. They do look yeah. older. They look like they're like old dogs because of the mange has made them have like little old puppy beards, yeah. and they're really only like nine or ten weeks old. <laughs> so when I first yeah. saw the picture, I was like, "Are they like elderly dogs?" And then you're like, "They're puppies." And then you said the mange part. I was like, "Oh, okay, that makes more sense." Because I was like, "They look real raggedy for like babies." But hopefully that means that they'll be healed up and, like, the you know, you won't even be able to tell that they ever were sick when they're older because they're so young. Yeah, and that's what they said. They told us at the rescue to give it at least four weeks before they're strong enough for, like, a home home. So probably, like, in four to six weeks, they'll start to be ready for their forever home. But that's the thing. We live in the South, so it's like realistically they there's a possibility they may be with us longer than that it just really really depends the good thing in their court is that they're puppies people do want to adopt puppies more yeah the bad thing is is that like every person who's an animal lover they tend to have multiple animals already because they love animals yeah so, well i've already yeah. shown my mom a picture of them and she <laughs> keeps trying to get a second dog for our dog so Jenny. for Ginny. Oh, well, Jenny was a mama, so she would love puppies. She does so. love, like, and she loves, that's why she, she loves Gizmo. She and Mabel are very, like, motherly towards Gizmo because he's so tiny. Yeah. You know, they're just like, oh, he must be a puppy. It's like, no, he's just <laughs> that. I will say, uh, Gizmo actually had a very good weekend because, uh, not only did he get to play with my brother's two dogs, Odin and Finn, who are brothers, um, and sometimes they all get along really great and sometimes they don't. Everything was smooth sailing with them on Saturday. But then he finally got to meet uh, Scott's parents' dog. So Scott's family dog. So the Ginny to Scott is Ripley. It's a boy dog. It's not named after Ripley from Alien. Because that was the first question I asked. Because uh, the first time I saw a picture of him with a dog, I was like, oh, dogs. And I was like, who's the dog? And he was like, it's Ripley. And I was like, like aliens? He's like. 
surprisingly, no. And I was like, as as Brittany holds her orange cat from Aliens. Um, yeah. Oh, you could be Ripley for Halloween this year with Pogo. <laughs> I could. You could. You could, also, you could also be Holly Golightly with Pogo, too. You could, yes. I know, we keep saying we're going to do a Holly Golightly photo shoot. Because I have the trench Well, you have a trench coat, too. Mm, you gotta love a good trench coat. Yeah. Because that's the whole reason I got a trench coat, because I wanted to look like Holly Golightly. Because I fucking love that movie. I Except for the Mickey Rooney racist thing. Oh, God. It aged. Thing. It, it did not age well. I don't... It probably was very disturbing at the time. Like, I'm sure there were some people in the 60s that were like, why did they not just hire an Asian actor? And why is he talking like that? And Mickey Rooney, what the hell's wrong with you? Anyways, please... Yeah, just fast forward through those parts, guys, if you watch that movie. Because the rest of the movie's fantastic. Um, anyways, but... It's just Ripley or Rips, but uh, I I was super. Ner- we were both super nervous about the meeting because Ripley is super chill and he's older. He's like eleven, I think, Aww. maybe older than that. I don't think so. I think he's like eleven. So he's an older puppy, and Gizmo can be really high energy and he can annoy the shit out of dogs. And I was like, Ripley's always been really sweet around me, but I'm like, but I'm not a dog. He immediately, there was no aggression. He didn't even d- try to assert dominance once. Aww. They just started getting along, and then Ripley just wanted to play with him, and he just followed Gizmo around the house all day, and they were in the backyard just playing. That's so sweet. Oh, it was so great. I was like, oh, thank God. Because also, like, sometimes, like, uh, Scott dog sits for his parents, and we didn't want to have to, like, f- like be, like, m- not have to, not be able to bring gizmo over you know if we were like house sitting for them with ripley i was like oh no so uh, that's a weight off of my shoulders and now his parents love gizmo too (laughs) so they're like you can start bringing gizmo over when you because they they have a home business at his parents house and so they're like you can just start bringing gizmo too every morning (laughs) and he's like maybe a couple times a week but Gizmo has had a rough couple of days because it was raining all day today and storming yeah. and the power went out and he was kind of a fucking nightmare today because he's terrified of them. And Gizmo is a total baby when it comes to thunderstorms, but he also wants to fight them. So he barks at all the thunder and uh, the power didn't go out at my work, but apparently went out at my house. And so Gizmo also barks when the power goes out because he does not Aww. like that. So uh, it was uh, they had a rough day today. And yesterday I ended up being at a meeting much later than expected. So I didn't get home until like nine o'clock. And he also just had a rough day yesterday where he just was like being a little brat. And I was just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, poor guy. I know. It's just, I feel bad for Scott because it's been really, he's, I mean, he's fine, but it's just, I was like, I'm so sorry. Because I've had those days with Gizmo too, where he just has been just bratty. And I was like, I don't know why, but maybe the weather was making him kooky. Yeah, it can. I I choose to believe because he was so great all weekend. He got along with every dog. He didn't growl. He did one. He's half growled with a toy. And I immediately took it away from him and said, well, we're just not going to be playing with toys then today. Yeah. I was just like, no, nope. yeah, not even entertaining that. So and then everyone's like, oh, it's fine. I was like, no, it's not. It's not fine. 
And they were like, yeah. That's, I was like, it's not okay. Like, I know he's tiny, but he doesn't need to be aggressive yeah, about anything. You, it's like food aggression, toy aggression. It's like you need to get that out of them right now. Because, mm-hmm. I mean... He, luckily, because he is tiny, his snap wouldn't really hurt. Yeah. But still, just you don't want him to become unpredictable. Whenever in that way he has ever had any kind of aggression towards food or toys, I have just immediately like taken it away or put him in timeout, and it generally seems to work. I think sometimes he forgets, you know, but we're usually good for a few months, you know. But he's also just he's a dachshund, and it's hard. Like, I don't, they're just, like, they're just snappy little, they're just loud. I don't want to say snappy, because he's never bit anyone. But, like, he just is loud, and because he's so tiny, he feels like he has to, you know, be tough, so he doesn't get eaten. And I get that, but I'm also, like, I wish he felt secure enough to just not have to do that. And sometimes he is. Most of the time he is. But I never know, so it's, I'm always, like on guard to be like oh what do i need to do which just warning if you get a tiny dog they they are much tougher to socialize than big dogs in my opinion because they're just not as confident because they're just small yeah and i it's totally understandable but it is a responsibility that as a pet owner you just just like people with big dogs who need to be responsible about teaching any aggression because even though it probably won't happen your dog might be able to bite someone's face off because they're big you know uh, that's why like i won't get dogs that i don't feel like i could handle you know and, th- and not every dog's good for every person. And socialization is so key, especially in puppies. So it's like, I know yeah. in his most circumstances, when he was little, he probably wasn't socialized He didn't get socialized much. until I got him at five months. Yeah. And then I did yeah. nothing and, but socialize him. And that's like a key development point in those first five months even. And I even tell people, I'm like, you know... God forbid a situation happens where you have to rehome your dog. It, I mean, I really, I'm like, it has to be a really fucking good reason for someone to rehome their dog. But it's like, if you socialize your dogs with children, other dogs, other cats, mm-hmm. that ups their chances of being adopted. Yeah. And so many times you'll see dogs that just l- l- are in shelters, like even no-kill shelters for years. And it's because they're dog selective. They don't like other dogs. Yeah. And so, I mean, and that's heartbreaking to think about. And so. that's the thing is you can you can only undo it so much. Because that's the thing with Gizmo is like, I did nothing, but I had him. I think you got to meet him. I took him over to your house within a week of getting him. Yeah, I, I think. feel like it was pretty quick. Yeah. Because it was the Oscars party. I took him. And the only dog he didn't like was Bowser. But it was because he was asleep and all of a sudden Bowser in his face. And then Bowser growled once. And Taylor just took him back out. And was like, "Yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna fuss with that." And he Which didn't even like so full growl. He just went and then Gizmo started waking up and almost barked. So we were just like, "You know what? We're just not gonna." Bowser do that. may have been making because Bowser is a sharp pay mix. Bowser may have been making some weird body <laughs> noise because yeah. Bowser is around dogs and cats, and he's like one yeah. of the only big dogs I know that's like a cat. Cool. So that's his personality. I've been playing more Dead by Daylight, which if y'all are horror fans, y'all need to play Dead by Daylight. Dalton, our friend Dalton, I know they play a lot of video games. We need to do a Dead by Daylight playthrough because um, it is very fun. I think I talked about this last sidetracks, but 
Definitely been playing that. I also started playing Fallout 3 again. Nice, nice. Which I've already beaten once, but I bought the Game of the Year edition with all this extra content in it. And then my gaming laptop crashed. This is like nine years ago or something like that. And so I haven't been able to play it since. And it is one of my favorite games ever. And so I'm very happily playing it again. I'm still playing it. Like, I always, like, say that I'm going to play, like, an asshole. Like, be be the bad guy in all of these games that have, like, the... You know, because Fallout has karma in it. So you can make nice choices or mean choices. Yeah. Or at least Fallout 3 does. I don't... Hmm, I can't remember what Fallout 4 does. It's been a long time since I played that one, too. But I always go the good karma route, even though, like, I'm always like, this time I'm going to be an asshole and I'm going to be a bad karma. Because there's perks and think for both of them, you yeah. know. But I will say I love when random settlers just come up and they're just like, here's some, like, mac and cheese we got. Thanks for helping us out, buddy. Because I have good karma. So Aww. that's what I prefer. But... I'm always like, yeah, I'll be the bad person this time. And then I never am. So one day, one day I need to do a playthrough. And I finally have a computer where I might be Twitch streaming. And we might be Twitch streaming. Like, not, I don't know how often. It depends on everybody's schedules. But we're also working on getting a Discord set up. So people can call in and not necessarily have to be physically present. And, you know, we can keep you guys up to date. Which is something we've been meaning to do for a while. But until I had a better computer setup, honestly, I couldn't even fathom setting all of that up. Even though, like, because I have it on my phone, but it is very um, cumbersome because I need a new phone, which I'm taking care of soon. So it's just been a weird day. But hey, guess what I got to watch this weekend, finally? Ooh, I have a feeling. Scream 6. Oh my god. Yeah. So can we like go ahead and say spoilers? Spoiler, spoiler, Yeah, spoilers, spoilers for Scream 6. Although I yeah. feel like we should do a Scream retrospective like we did Evil Dead at some point. Because I'm realizing yeah. I like every single Scream movie. They're all okay, but I do have to say, me personally, I think 1, 2, and 5 are probably my favorite. I like 4 a lot. And I didn't, okay. Mostly for awful. the opener. Because the opener is hilarious. But I also decided to watch Scream 4. So, because the character in Scream 6 is from Scream 4. And I was like, oh, I gotta rewatch that one. So I ended up watching both of them this week. And see, this is awful to say. I don't wish any ill against her. But for some reason, I never really like Emma Roberts. I know that's awful. I don't know why. But she's good at playing a bitch. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I just don't like bitchy characters. Yeah. And maybe I like personify her as being bitchy, whether she actually is or not. I don't yeah, know. I, do I don't. Her, I don't so. know about her real life, but like I love when she pl- she she's really good at playing a bitchy character. Yeah. And she, which she has a lot on American Horror Story and um. Oh. What was the what was the Chanel show? Oh, what was shit. it called? Uh, she was on. Was she on Scream Queens too? Scream Queens. That's what it was okay. called. Yes. Yeah. She was that. She was the head bitch in charge. Okay, so that reminds me because thinking of American Horror Story, and I know you know I fell off the wagon after ten years. I was like, I didn't watch yeah. this last season. I only you watched heard, like four episodes of it. So you heard Kim Kardashian's going to be in the next season, right? <laughs> I didn't. I don't. But maybe it won't be that big of a part. I'm just curious. I'm like, okay. So I mean, there's I, something I on YouTube. Someone's doing an online, like an ongoing 
of course it's online, an ongoing series about the death of American Horror Story as a retrospective. And I was like, yeah. Oh, that's kind of brilliant, actually. It is. It's. I was like, I don't remember what the... I didn't watch it yet, but it just came up on my feed. And I was like, that is yeah. sad. But yeah, but Scream's... I, I, I think Scream 3 is probably my least favorite, but I don't hate it. But I, I, I can't think of hating any of the Scream movies. You know, so I'm like, I, I think it's one of my favorite franchises. I will say on Dead by Daylight, I hate the people that play Ghostface. Well, it's a it's a love or hate thing because some of them are just very meme and they'll just be like joking around and so you can actually get stuff done. But most of the time, they're just they just want to like keep slashing you and then like they hang you on the hook and then they just keep stabbing you and you're like, okay. I don't... <laughs> can you just let me escape? Jeez. It's a game. And then it's just boring to just sit there and watch someone stab you over and over again when you're, like, you, and you can't get off the hook. Anyways, so, yeah. But they do have Ghostface in Dead by Daylight. So, yeah. they have Ghostface, Leatherface, Michael Myers, Freddy. I've never had anyone be Freddy. Freddy and um so, the so, Sudaku. Sudaku. Well, they Sudaku. Sudaku. Yeah, that's what I was Sud- trying to say. Yeah, it's I, I, for some reason you, when I hear like Sudaku, I think like a game. Like I'm like, isn't that like a little game? That's Sudoku. Sudoku. Sudaku. <laughs> Sudaku. Um, it's always you see to remember Coke. Ko because yeah. it's a child and so many Japanese names have it. So yeah, but she like those. I've had one person play as her, mm-hmm. but not that many people play as her, unfortunately. But I've had a lot of people play as Michael Myers and Ghostface. Interesting. And those are and Leatherface a couple times. But a lot. Michael Myers has this thing where because I've played as the as Michael Myers once or twice, and like you can go into like stalker mode, and so like you won't make any noises. And so you do, you can just appear, which does make him kind of scary to play against because most of the other ones, you get a heartbeat sound effect when they get close to you. So you have a warning before the killer shows up, but, um, he does not work that way. He doesn't always work that way. So <laughs> it, it, he is tougher to play against, but he's fun because the Halloween music starts playing when he chases you, which I, I find fun. So and the scream fun. music plays when Ghostface chases you, but it's not as iconic as the Halloween music. And yeah, and the Ring one is the is really fun. Maybe we should do that if we have time before we do our episode on the Ring or like right afterwards, because maybe we can find someone playing it because it is really fun. Because basically, like you have to keep taking the VCRs or the VHSs out of the VCRs, and she can come out of the teeth. She can morph or, or not morph she can uh move from one tv to the other and teleport oh, oh teleport yeah, teleport sorry yeah. i was like morph it's morphin time no yeah. she can teleport to the different vcrs and um it's pretty funny um i was like i enjoyed that because i think they did a lot i mean maybe people i don't know if she's tougher than other ones because i've only played against her like once but i did die and i I'm not the best yet because I've only played like five hours of the game so far. But like, I like I'm I win enough. 
Yeah. So, like, I'm not awful. So, I'm like, oh, if she got me, I mean, she she got me. But anyways, back to Scream. Um, I love... So, we know Scream is meta, because, like, that's the thing about, like, Scream. But this one was, like, especially fun, because it's obviously, they were, like, looking at the Reddit theory boards, because they mentioned, like, (laughs) if Stu Mocker is dead. And then, like, oh, like, they they literally point out how this is just literally rehashing part two, like, even up to, like, um, Jim Ortega's character in college. I just... Yeah. the log the logic drops are what killed me in this movie. There were some logic drops. I will say Scott was like, What the fuck is a requel? And I like <laughs> could not think of the word reboot because it was like Sunday night after Mother's Day weekend and it was just an exhausting weekend when we were watching it. And I was like, you know, it's the re it's the sequel to the to the other one. And he was like, What the fuck? <laughs> like I couldn't explain it. And then today the I was like to the reboot. And then today I was like, reboot. That's the word I couldn't think of the other day. I'm sorry. I'm only I'm just I'm not that old, but I feel like I am sometimes. But yeah, there were some logic drops. I did call the killer not all of the killers, but I was like, when the again, spoilers for Scream Six, when the cop grabbed the file. Yeah. And took it from someone else. I was immediately suspicious. Um, the fact that he didn't trust Kirby was immediately suspicious. But I was equal parts. It's either Kirby or him in my head. I thought for sure it was him because also it's like he's tried to stop the girls from going to Gale faster. Mm-hmm. Like, that was like suspicious to me. I did like the Gale fight. Yeah. Although Scott pointed out, he's like, wow, they could just run and jump and punch real quick the last person but all of a sudden gail's fighting him him and oh slowing down that fight <laughs> the thing well and the thing i was like obviously the person in there there must be two because they when they grabbed the boyfriend really quickly mm-hmm. but they were still calmly talking on the phone i was like you can't physically do that so i was yeah. like obviously somebody else is there too is, that's always there's always two killers except i think scream three i think scream three there's just one killer and that's the twist it's the dir- oh i think i think it's the, just the director of the movie yeah it's sydney's biological brother they have the same mom oh is that the third one but it's the director yeah. of the movie yeah yeah he's the director yeah but that's yeah. the big thing is like he he orchestrated everything because he went to their mom to and she's like i never wanted you and it, it made him mad, so he was the one that told Billy yes, about the affair yes. and everything. Is, yeah, okay, so. are you enjoying the Billy <laughs> talking to, um, shit, what is her name? Oh, I, oh, I just completely forgot. What's uh, the character's name? Yeah, Jenna Ortega's older sister, because Jenna Ortega is Tara. It may be, is it Sam? It might be Tara. Sam and Tara. It might yeah, be Sam Sarah, and Tara. Tara is definitely the younger sister. I know I Scott has not gotten to see a movie with Jenna Ortega in it yet. And he was like, oh, this is who Jenna Ortega is. And I was like, yeah, I like her. And he's like, oh, okay. Meanwhile, <laughs> like, meanwhile you know, me and Taylor as like big Jane the Virgin fans were just like, it's it is little Sam. Jane. Well, then I point out while Sam is, it's Sam, uh, is getting yeah. like stabbed a billion times towards the finale. I was like, oh, also, she's a really great singing voice. She was Vanessa in the In the Heights movie as well. And he's like, <gasps> oh, yeah. why the fuck are you telling me this? <laughs> Not oh. a mean way. He's just like, okay. I keep forgetting that was her. Yeah. I know. I was like, I keep seeing her and I'm like, Vanessa. Yeah. 
Yeah, she's and she's beautiful too. She um, she's she has a good singing voice though, which you know I'm always like, and I love that Samara Weaving was in the yeah, front, the beginning, yeah. So Scott was pissed because Chad made it out alive, and I was really excited because I love it because I was like, oh, he's not dead, he can't be dead because this is like Randy, right? Because aren't they they're they're the niece and nephew? They of are, they Randy, are, right? Yeah. I was like, they're gonna survive at least one more movie because Randy's death was my least favorite death. Randy of the was like the series. most upsetting, I think, or one yeah. of the most upsettings for sure. Doobie was upsetting, but Doobie was putting himself in danger purposefully to help. And I feel like he signed up for that. So I was like, well, that was really sad. But Doobie went out a hero and he wanted to go out a hero. Randy wanted to survive, you know, and outsmart the killer. And that upset me. Also, the whole, like, like in broad daylight thing upset me, too. I will say but- this. I will say this because my brother was also very upset about Chad, like, surviving. <laughs> he was like, but then this is, like, the logic drop. So they, they had both twins attacked pretty brutally. Both twins survive. Tara and Sam are literally stabbed multiple times during the final confrontation, and you don't even see them getting, like, medical help at the end of the movie. Like, there's ambulances all around. Well, they had Band-Aids on, so I think we are to assume that they took the time. But the thing that bothered me with their, like, oh, we couldn't stop. What is is Chad's sister's name? Oh. Mindy? No. I completely blanked on her name. I like the character. She's. She's in fucking Yellow Jackets too. She plays young Tysa. Or Tysa. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I, I feel like I was saying it last night. I felt real bad for her girlfriend. That yeah. sucked. That's another thing that made me mad. It's like, let's get the girl who's literally gutted to climb across the ladder last. Well, okay. So I said that, but then Scott was like, nah, that's a smart thing because she's least likely to survive anyway. So you might as well let the people who aren't hurt go first. And I was like, I was like, yeah, she is being You know what's funny is, so that's the second thing that Scott said, that my brother literally said the exact same thing. (laughs) Apparently they need to discuss horror movies. Oh, it was Mindy. I was right. Yeah, it was Mindy. Um, Mindy Meeks. So yeah, so the thing that bothered me about them saying, we couldn't stop Mindy from coming down and seeing y'all, I was like... She might have internal bleeding. Like, he not only, like, stuck a knife in her, or she did, I guess, and then moved it up, but she moved it up her body. I'm like, there might be organs that need to be, like, you know, put back in her body, and you're just gonna, like, be like, ah, we couldn't stop her. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't think she'd be able to move, let alone be able to, like, I don't know that that bothered me. I but I you know I like that Chad and Mindy survived. I mean I like that they survived. But, like I like the characters. It's just I think it's unrealistic. Brutally hurt for still being able to walk around and yeah. be okay. I just think it was unrealistic. Like I like the characters. Um, I think they're likable. Well, I just thought like it didn't make sense that they both survive it's like they kept the four the core four yeah but it's also scream i mean remember like is it believable that nobody would have taken jada pinkett smith's death real like at that movie opening like i was like i'm sorry that's over the top even i would have thought that was fucking dramatic if it like nobody could have not thought like somebody in that audience was going to be like oh god are you okay like, and they would have locked that shit down. I was like, come on. So Scream has never been crazy logical. Except maybe the first one. The first one, like, made sense. If you look back, 
you know, people are missing. I did like the fact that the roommate's death was a fake out. Yeah. And that it gave her the freedom to be anywhere because you stopped thinking about her. Yeah, that's true. And at least I was like, that was smart. I like the I like when someone fakes their death and then is secretly the killer. I think that's smart. I also think it's interesting, though, because like, and this is spoilers for Scream 5, but I I mentioned before, so Tara's like little friend in Scream 5, who's like in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is one of the mansion chicks. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, yeah, she's like, she's definitely one the killer i knew she was because she just oh, kind of yeah. looks people like <laughs> she doesn't also like she was like uh, they accused her like right away and i was like oh so she's the killer yeah oh. <laughs> but like realistically it's like i'm not saying they're like i'm like okay like queen like like women can be killers right that's a joke but seriously like obviously yeah, women are queen women are capable of murder too but she is so petite for some of the killings that are happening in that movie and i feel the same thing with this girl the sister i was like she is very petite to be carrying out was some of these the very brutal killings killed, was she the one that killed dewey or was it I th- the boyfriend. That I think it may have. What was his? Was his name Richie too? Was his? Was Jack Quaid named Richie too? I think it was too? Richie. Yeah. I think it is Richie. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't know if they ever say for sure. I've always thought it was Richie because he said he's like, oh, I've always been such a fan of yours. And then you see Richie making the home videos in six. So I've always thought that was probably Richie. Yeah. But um, which I I really like Jack Quaid. I'm like. Um, I do too. Yeah. He was kind of he was a very unexpected killer because he's unexpected, but then expected. Okay, did I ask you like how do you feel about Billy Loomis talking to Sam still? I that's what happened. We got distracted. I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. It's kind of like uh, it's weird. Uh, it's weird. I'm like I I got it. Like I wish there was an explanation. Like she had. Like, someone was giving her medication that was making her have hallucinations. Like, like that Richie had been giving her um, medications that had been giving her hallucinations the whole time. Like, you yeah. know in Cabin in the Woods, when the logical people do the illogical thing, it's because they're putting drugs in the system? Yeah. I wanted that to be the reason. Oh, that would be good. But that yeah. wasn't. You know, I was like, I was like, I would like, because I'm like, I just, I mean, that's also not really how, like, schizophrenia i don't know what i can't remember if they diagnosed her with something but that's not how things like schizophrenia and dissociative identity disorder work like you don't just like see somebody that you know is dead you know and i'm like the fact that she's seeing him bothers me if she was dreaming about him i would be okay with it if she was hearing his voice in her head i'd be okay with it but most schizophrenic people except for maybe someone like the movie and a beautiful mind, but I do think they stretched it quite a bit. Yeah, for that movie. I from think what you're I understand. right. But I've I've watched like some psychology um, videos where they're like, "This is what it's like to live with schizophrenia," and it's like voices in your head talking to you. But it's it's more of like the negative voice in your head that you hear as a, like a person without schizophrenia is just more amplified, and maybe they have a slightly different connotation. And sometimes it sounds like it's coming from the radio or the TV, but it's not usually like you seeing a person. It's more of an audible thing is what I have understood. I there, And I do not have schizophrenia, and I've only read about it. But every article I've read about, because I am fascinated by things like schizophrenia and dissociative identity disorder and the treatments around it and what causes it, that most people are like, it's an audible thing. So I feel like, and it's, it's, you know, it can be treated with medication, but it doesn't seem like she's on medication. She's just doing therapy. And so I'm like, 
I feel like if you were seeing your dead father talk to you. Yeah. You would probably, it would be a suggestion well, to also, maybe try medication. Also, it it's not, it wouldn't be a real life circumstance that when she does tell the therapist everything, he's like, I can't do this. I can't treat you. No, yeah. no, no therapist would be like that. Yeah. They might be like, I think I need to recommend you to a different therapist. Yeah. Like that, that's what they would do because you can't just drop someone like that. You have to be like, unless they've threatened you. And then the way they're like, oh, they reported. And I was like, but she wasn't she wasn't saying that she wanted to hurt someone again. She said she liked hurting the person that hurt her. That's different than saying I'm going to hurt people. Yeah. That's not, you know, you know, I, and not saying that isn't something to work through. But I'm like, I don't think a therapist would just be like, bitch, get out. I know. They'd be like, I don't think I am the person who is the right fit for you. I think I need to refer you to a different specialist you know i i I don't know i mean honestly i think that's most of my thoughts i will say i'm curious what they're gonna do with scream seven yeah i don't know because i'm like they've done a lot and scream three was kind of wah wah it wasn't bad like i said but it was it's to me it's the least memorable yeah so i feel like i don't know what they're gonna do to amp that up or maybe a little do more of Scream 4. Also, Sydney wasn't there at all. Yeah, well, we always, we already know that was because they wouldn't agree to what Nev Campbell asked them to pay. So, mm-hmm. I'm like... Which I... Like, to me, it's like I enjoyed the movie, but that does kind of leave a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. It's like, literally, she's like your final girl, and you didn't want to meet her on pay? Okay, so... I mean, yeah, that was kind of hollow. And then Gail... I was like, okay, I guess they're going to kill Gail. And it's like, oh, Gail's fine, too. And I don't want Gail to die. Also, I'm just like, nobody died in this movie that was important? Well, That's kind of weird. But also, weird. like, she didn't even, like, shed a tear or anything over her dead boyfriend. It's like, well, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, she did make the comment where she was like, you know, like, and you'll, you'll try to find someone to fill the gap, and they only do so much, and it's not their fault. So I think she was implying that it was a boyfriend of convenience and not a... But I feel bad for that guy because he's literally in the movie for like five minutes, gets killed. I'm like, okay, I just... Nobody, nobody that really mattered to the core group got killed. And after they killed Dewey, I was kind of expecting them to kill Gail or Sydney next or somebody else who had survived, you know? But I mean, like, I, I I liked having three killers, I guess. That was kind of fun. I didn't hate the, I didn't hate it, but there was just a logic, lot of logic drops. drops. Yeah. But what else can we expect? I still had a fun time watching it. I said it. the same thing. I still found it fun. I did the exact so I, same thing. I was like, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. It was a good time. Yeah. It was a good time had by all. So I did like that they killed the asshole guy from the beginning. That was hilarious. Yeah, and I was like, right? Oh, and also I called the roommate being in the fridge. I was like, oh, he's in the oh, fridge. Yeah. Oh yeah, he? you definitely yeah, know there he's he is. Draven, um, yeah. my brother was talking because I didn't watch it with my brother, but my wa- brother watched it with my two nephews, and he, my my older <laughs> nephew, literally was just like, Dad, that guy already took off the mask, so he's definitely not the killer killer of the movie. He's like, you're right. Yeah. We never revealed the killer that early, so. Yeah. Yeah. So teaching them young, teaching them young. That was kind of fun. So something, I did watch some other fun things. It's All-Star season again. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star season eight. Woo! 
I love Drag Race. So Jimbo is my favorite so far. Although I like Alexis Michelle, I want to say is her name, the Broadway one. She's Jan's mom. And she's, I liked her last time. She did a, I didn't like her in her season. I think it was season eight or nine. I honestly didn't like her until she did a really good Liza Minnelli impersonation for Snatch Game. And I was like, okay, she's funny. But I really like Jimbo. Is this their th- her th- third time being on a-, a drag race? They were, they were on drag race. She was on drag race. Uh, Canada, then UK versus the world, and now All Stars A, and she's Canadian, and she ha- her big thing is that she has giant tits, okay. fake tits, obviously, but maybe that's why I like her. I don't know, <laughs> but and she's also like a a drag clown, so like she's very funny and it's it's silly, and I really like her. Anyways, she's my favorite so far. I'm I'm a comedy queen stan so i mean it's but it's a it's a pretty good cast there were like four that i knew of and a bunch of them that i just was not super familiar with so i wasn't super excited about this season because there wasn't anyone that except for jimbo who i had never actually gotten to watch but i had seen clips of their stuff from or her stuff from her seasons because I, none of my streaming services have Canada RuPaul's Drag Race. So I have not watched her seasons. But, like, everything I saw about her on the internet was very funny. And so I was like, oh, I'm excited to see her. And then Heidi in Closet is really funny. And then I didn't really see a lot of Candy Muse's season. So I don't really know about her. And Mrs. Kasha Davis, I was, I liked her. I think she was season seven which was Trixie and Katja's season I think mm-hmm. or maybe season eight she was one of the seasons like where like she got eliminated I think too soon yeah like so I like her and like she's been on a sober journey too so her whole thing was like there's always time for a cocktail and then she's like well actually I'm having a mocktail because I've been sober for seven years and they had a couple girls from like seasons two and like like early seasons so I was like okay so I also started watching Drag Race season one. I tried to watch season one and I couldn't get past the filter, but I watched a couple episodes. Okay. It's so different. And I started watching season two, which is also very different, but who has a lot of people that have come back and like won all stars and stuff like uh, Kylie Sonique Love, who was the first transgender woman to win or tra- I guess transgender contestant. She's in season two and she just came on. With Bianca Del Rio for the pit stop, which is like the after show. And she was like, did you make any mistakes in your first season, season two? And she's like, yeah, I accidentally came as a boy. It was very funny. She's hilarious. Uh, And she like, she like killed it that season. Like I have actually watched most, I think it was All Star 6. I've watched most of that season. And from what I saw, she did actually she killed the competition but it's weird seeing her as a boy out of drag in season two because she just does not look like she's happy or like content in her person yeah like and obviously she wasn't but like you can just tell that like she's uncomfortable with that persona which i mean she looks fantastic as a woman i just gotta say like she looks great like and when she came in her tag was like girl you got female she's also very country her voice is very country, which I, I appreciate. Yeah. 
you know, she's fantastic. Anyways, that all being said, I, I, I've enjoying season eight. It's one of those, like, cause I don't know a ton of people going into all stars eight. None of them are like one of my favorites from past seasons. It's kind of like meeting a whole group of people again. Like, so it's, but they're all like, I like all stars because they've all already done it before once. So like the quality is already like better. So you don't have all these people coming in being like, I've never done, I've never sewn before. And it's like, uh, Drag Race is on like season, they just finished season 15 and they have like eight different franchises. I think we all know that you need to pick up a thread and needle before you go on it. Yeah. And I must say, I'm not a good sewer. I'm just saying I wouldn't go on Drag Race without knowing how to sew something. That's just, that's just it. Um, but anyways, so it's fun. It's a, a non-scary thing to watch. I like that. And then I started watching Queen Charlotte on Netflix. Oh, I want to see that so bad. It's good. I mean, I'm only I'm two-thirds of the way through it. So I've got, I think, two more episodes to go. And I like it. Um, it's very sad in parts because the whole thing is like, and this is real, is that Queen Charlotte married George the Third, and George the Third had severe mental illness, but it was like, it was episodes. It wasn't like a continuous thing. And they thought it was manic depression for a long time, but now they're saying it's actually like a liver disease that causes dementia-like symptoms, but it's very sudden and acute. Yeah. It's porphyria, I think, porphyria, um, but it affects like your liver and other porous organs and it's like your levels get off and it sounds like you know like when elderly people get like uh utis they have temporary dementia yep like it sounds like yes it's it's like that like it sounds like that's kind of what he may have actually had but it wasn't but he didn't know that because they didn't know that back then they just knew that he had acute dementia but it would, but then it would go away, and he would be fine. So that is really sad, because like they do this whole thing about like they do fall in love, obviously, and then he has an episode, and like nobody told her that, and you know he's been the reason he didn't want to get married is because he didn't want to expose somebody to that. Yeah, but his mom like forced him. To, so like, oh, and Michelle Fairley plays his mom, oh, George the Third's nice. mom. So it's nice to see Catelyn yeah. in a movie where I know she might die at the end of the season. I don't know. I don't know how long that woman lived in real life. Um, but she won't get her throat slit because that's not how that woman died, to my knowledge, yes. in real life. So that's good. And then they also have Lady Danbury's nice. backstory and a little bit of Violet as a child as well. And then there's like a present day Queen Charlotte her, when this really, I think this really did happen. Her granddaughter, the only heir, passed away tra- giving birth. And so, and her child died. And so she's trying to get all of her children to get married and have heirs because all of them have illegitimate children, but none of them have gotten married except for the one that had the granddaughter. But now, like, they don't have any heirs left. And so that's why she's thinking about her wedding and how she was forced to marry George and then she loves him, but then. You know, it's really sad because, like, it is really sad when you're – like, I just remember watching my grandmother go through, like, my grandfather having dementia towards the end of his life and would never leave him. But it it was so – it's so hard. And, I mean, you know, like, it's just hard being 
any kind of relative when someone has dementia and they know that something's wrong. But you like, it's, it's such a difficult, oh, it's difficult. So I do like that they're attacking that from a pretty sympathetic angle, but I haven't finished the season. So I don't know, maybe I'll have a different viewpoint at the end, but it's interesting at least. It's, it's cute. It's pretty sexy. I wouldn't say there's not as long of a like, wait for the sexy times yeah um and there's more than one but there's but it's funny it's cute lady danbury's story is pretty funny um but then they also bring a whole thing about the fact that the woman that they cast as charlotte is black so like they have a whole thing about like well you're the first they just keep saying of our kind of your kind to be welcome in the royal family which i can't help but think maybe they're trying to attack or not, I don't want to say attack, tackle the issues that happened when Meghan Markle married into the royal family. I think there's a little bit of that, and also just racism in general. Interesting enough, I, a lot of people seem, a lot of historians argued the fact that the real Queen Charlotte may have been mixed. Um, so that hmm. that's a legitimate thing, and I think that's kind of like a thing in the Bridgerton universe. It's like, what if Queen Charlotte, like, was it if it wasn't speculated? What if she actually was... And how would that change right. the course of things? Which I think is really interesting, too. pictures look very pasty, yeah. the ones I've seen. But also, they're portraits, not photos. So you could make yourself look any way you want. Yeah. Cleopatra had many different public faces. Yeah. She had one where she looked almost like a man. Um, oh, sh- uh, Hatch- was it Hatshepsut? Hatshepsut? The, the qu- it was the queen yeah. of, of um, Egypt, but... She called herself Pharaoh, be- and she presented as a man to seem more powerful. Which maybe she actually felt that way, identified as that. But I'm from the historical context I've read, it's more that she wanted to appear more legitimate in other well, people's eyes, and so she presented as a man publicly. Also- but I don't know if that. If she was transgender or not. Yeah, I think it's also interesting, too, because, like, you know, it's like we have Elizabeth Taylor playing Cleopatra, but then, like, historians are like, well, Cleopatra was no great beauty. Like, you know, the thing about Cleopatra, what made her so attractive was she's very educated and she was very theatrical. So she really knew how to make an entrance when she introduced herself to people. So she was memorable, but she... (laughs) <laughs> wasn't this great right. beauty and even nowadays i think it's very interesting because they're just like you know even the most average person nowadays would probably be sacrificed for their beauty because it's like it's been proven humans become more and more attractive as time goes on because we try to genetically evolve to find mates and be superior so that's really interesting too when you think about it yeah so i was trying to watch something new so we could talk about it because i had watched room six and we already mentioned it last time so i was like did you watch anything new or fun or exciting anything new so i did go through um so as you know they're like they're they're making twilight into a tv series and then they're redoing harry potter i heard yes i all it can make me think of i dread it all i was like you know if twilight harry potter only ended like 10 13 years ago why the fuck aren't they doing a catch or like a, a hunger games tv series so like naturally so yeah. i started thinking about that and the way my mind thinks i was like damn catching fire was really fucking good so 
So I is that the last I, one? Because I haven't one. finished the last one. It's the second oh one. yeah, the second oh, one's good. And even in the books, I haven't watched the fourth one. I've seen the first three. Wait, there's yeah, movies, I've seen yeah. the first three, and I haven't seen the fourth one. Yeah, they one. really didn't need to split Mockingjay into two parts, in my opinion. So I can't imagine why yeah, I mean, they were making. It was like the thing they were doing, like they did it with Twilight, they did it with Harry Potter. The two part thing was a huge thing at the time. Uh, Harry Potter made yeah. sense. Twilight and Hunger Games didn't make yeah. sense. But that's... Twilight, the second movie, nothing happens. And see, that's... I've only well, ever seen the, the first Twilight film. film, so I I really can't comment. I know a lot about it because my friends have been into Twilight, but... Yeah, nothing happens. Nothing, it's just like, nothing really happens. I do know the big cop-out. The ending of Twilight is like the ending of Monty Python, The Holy Grail. Incredibly anticlimactic. Yeah. Yeah, and meanwhile, like, my oh. thing is with, like, the Hunger Games, and I love the books, too, and I love Catching Fire, and that's where I started Catching Fire, and then Taylor came home, because I always get home a little bit earlier, and then he's like, oh, I want to watch this, and that slowly evolved into us watching Mockingjay Part 1 and Part 2, and I'm like, well, shit, we need to rewatch the Hunger Games now, but it's a good thing, <laughs> because the prequel, uh, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, comes out in November, so it's kind of like a nice- Yeah, people are pissed about that. They're like, we don't need this. What the fuck? You People are not excited, apparently. I actually, and I will admit, so that's the only book in the Hunger Games series I have not read. I am going to pick it up and read it before. But I loved, like, the history of the games, and they alluded to, like, what had happened in other Hunger Games. Like, I'm still that person that, so Finnick O'Dare's eventual wife, Annie Crusta, the only reason she won the Hunger Games was she hid the whole time, and there was a dam that year, and the dam collapsed, and she was the only one that knew how to swim. And I'm like, that's the only way I would survive, like, the Hunger Games. I'd be one of those people, like, dead in, like, the first half hour. Well, like, PETA, PETA did the whole hiding thing. Well, he he partnered with the careers in the first, like, half of the games. And then, yeah, he hid the rest of the games until Katniss found them. Which, that's another thing. It's like, I feel bad for Josh Hutchinson because he's a great PETA. But so much of PETA's best dialogue did not make it into the movies. No. And, oh my god, PETA has, like, I mean, PETA is, like, the book boyfriend. Like, And I haven't finished Mockingjay, the book or the movie, so. It's okay. I read two-thirds of the book and I was on, like, a car trip. And then, like, the Kindle that I had died. Oh. And then I never re-download it. So I have it in my Kindle library. I just haven't finished it. And and then I haven't finished the movie either. Then I was like, well, I'll just watch the movie and be surprised. And then I'll go back and read it. And I then I just never watched the second part. Yeah. So. But I really liked the books originally. You know, I read the books before the movies came out. I was like, oh, this is cool. Um, and then I watched the movies. I still like the books better than the movies, but the thing about the books, it, they were they're solid movies. Yeah, the movies were good. Solid at, adaptations. Yeah, I would agree. They're definitely solid adaptation. And that's the only thing about the books is like with any book, there's so much more juiciness to it, and just unfortunately, you can't translate everything when you're making like a two hour, two and a half hour movie, which is why I'm like, we need a damn TV series of it. Yeah, well, but then what? Well, it might be like the Lord of the Rings TV series that nobody seems to be satisfied with. But, that's- but then you could also. Have the witcher where everyone likes but now henry cavill's out but the thing with the lord of the rings is like a prequel series like if they had done a direct adaptation i wonder if it would be different like if people would be more receptive of it 
But I like, I mean, I, I need to finish the Hunger Games. But yeah, you said you watched Ted Lasso too, and I have not gotten to start the new season. Yeah, and we're still in the first season. So what's very interesting. How do you like it? So this is what's funny. So like one of my best friends was like, you guys gotta watch Ted Lasso. Taylor will love it. And then Taylor's the one that's like, I mean, if we have nothing else to watch, I guess we can watch it. And I I like it. I'm the one that I'm like, okay, let's watch the next episode. I really like Rory. Rory's my favorite character. Oh, Roy's fantastic. I love, I love him. And I love, um, shit, what is her name? Rebecca? Uh, well, no, I love her, but it, uh, the, the. Oh, Jamie's, what Jamie's is, ex-girlfriend. Jamie's girlfriend. Oh. I know she's Juno fuck. Temple. The I love that Juno actress. Tempo. Juno yeah. Temple's character. Yeah. I love her too. I love her and Roy and yeah, it's great show. It gets better. I like the second season even better because that you've settled into who the characters yeah. are and they all kind of take different paths. I think I've gotten through season Did you in the middle of season three. Did you realize that Rebecca is Septa Una from Yeah, she yeah, is. Yeah. Like, She's the shame nun. What? So she's she actually sings at a karaoke episode and she's a beautiful singing voice too. She's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Like it's so funny. It's her and um Brianna of Tarth. Um oh, shit. Oh. Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn Christie, both of them are like so gorgeous in real life, and they're these tall, statuesque, gorgeous women. But like in Game of Thrones, both of their characters like no makeup. You have to look ugly—not ugly, but just like plain, plain, plain. You cannot look. uh, You can't dress up at all. And then you see them on other things, and it's like, fuck! Look at them! Look at them! It's great. And they both have kind of a similar look where they like out of Game of Thrones where they've got like beautiful like light hair and like they're very tall and they're both British. Yeah. So, um I think I I like her. She's great. I think she's a really good actress. Yeah, and she won. Didn't she win the Emmy for like best actress for that series? I think she may have. I think Ted Lasso, I think it's been Ted Lasso and Abbott Elementary that killed the Emmys this past year. Oh, Abbott Elementary is great. Yeah. That's such a good show. I've watched the whole first season and most of the second season, and it's really good. At least most of the second season that's available. It's fantastic. It's on HBO, Max, and Hulu, I believe, if you want to watch Elementary. I highly recommend. Um, Also, I love the kid from Everybody Hates Chris is one of the teachers. Nice. And I keep watching him, and I'm just like, oh, you used to be like, 10 when i was 10 that's weird i mean we all grew up but it's just funny to me that i'm like i just remember he was a tiny child i will say this so entertainment weekly had like a picture of jacob trembley because he's playing flounder in the little mermaid like live action yeah oh yeah yeah i think we talked about this last week Jacob trembley looking like a like a like a older teenager just kills me because i always think of him as that little baby in room so i'm just like no yeah yeah so sorry but kids this... growing up made me think of that again yeah but yeah both of them are good i still need to f- catch up on barry because i've watched the first few episodes of the first season i loved it and then i stopped watching for no not for because i didn't like it just i got busy and i have not caught up with succession since episode four or five because honestly I've gotten kind of a little bored with it. And I feel bad because it's last season. And I just feel like I had a lot of stuff going on the first two weeks, too, where all the, like, a lot of plot stuff was happening in the first few episodes. And I think I'm just going to have to wait until the end and just binge yeah. it. 
That's a... And just avoid spoilers. We have been watching Yellow Jackets every Friday, and um, not this past episode, but the last episode before this past one on this past Friday, the last episode before was a tough episode and i'm like yeah you were telling me i'm like dude so um but it's good it's good and it's i think it's really starting we're really starting to see some pieces fall um so i'm really liking it and they already said it's going to be like a four season show which i'm like perfect so it's not going to overstay its welcome either yeah yeah they're gonna pull a mr robot and just have a tight little show mm-hmm. that you can watch from start to finish in just a couple days that's what Thank i like God. so i love it I mean, Mr. Robot got me to actually buy the seasons on Amazon Prime because I was like, I have to know what happens now. I know I can wait like two months, but I can't. I cannot wait. I need, I need this. But yeah, that's all we watched. We're hitting like an hour and a half because we got interrupted by the power and then it felt like we had to like go off a little bit. So I guess that is what we watched. And then we're going to watch Ringu. Yay! Or Ring. Also, I did see Ringu, if you can't find it on Shudder, I believe it's also streaming on Tubi okay, TV. Okay, good, 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 good. I do, when I Googled it, that's what came up. Oh, and I didn't realize, so this is a fun fact. So we are watching the one that was released in 1998. But it turns out there was a TV movie made in 95 that was actually the first adaptation. And out of all the movies, it's the, it's the one most like the novel, which I thought was really interesting. I wonder if we'll be able to find it yeah. somewhere to watch. Because the novel is different from, and we'll go over this in the Ring epi- the Ringu episode, but the novel is different from the movie in quite a few ways. But it's still, the story, the heart of the story is there. It's just there's some differences between the two. I didn't know either. So we know about our American remake, obviously the Ring in 2002 with Noah yeah. Watts. There was a South Korean remake of oh. the movie too i was like well that's funny well, so that's cool it's called the ring curse i believe so i'm like gonna, oh okay i don't know if i'll get to watch that before our next episode but that's definitely on my list now of things yeah to watch, so. but yeah anyways but yes yeah, so make sure you watch ringu before next week and then we'll see you and be kind to each other um tell your senators to not be bigots and in your house of representatives and um, have a great, safe week, y'all. Yeah. What Katie, echoing what Katie said. Also, spayed and neuter your pets. You'll get tired of me saying that, but I will say it. Yeah. Call me Bob Barker. Um, we love you guys. Take care of yourselves and each other. Yes. We just yes, yes. See you next week. Uh, same spoopy time, mm-hmm. same spoopy channel. Stay, Stay spoopy, spoopy, y'all. Bye. Okay. Good night. Hopefully, this saves and the power doesn't go. Okay, good night. Good night. I'm going to save before so quickly. Good night, everyone.
The Grindhouse Girls podcast is a production by Katie Dale and Britt Ray. Our editor is N.R. Moody. All music used is royalty-free and can be found in our annotations. You can follow us on all of our socials. And if you have any comments, questions, or just want to say hey, our email is contactus at grindhousegirlspod.com. Thanks for listening.